Do you have something inspiring to say? Have you always known that your voice can contribute to the world? Is now the time? Yes, now is the time. The world is waiting for you. Welcome to the Inspired Choices Network Open Mic Spotlight Show. Today, we have an inspiring guest who is ready to share their voice with the world. Now, on to the show. Welcome, welcome to the Open Mic Spotlight here on Inspired Choices Network. Today, we are thrilled to have one of our contest semifinalists on the show live with you today. Uh, today, we have Anne Day, uh, a unique and thoroughly exciting speaker. Uh, let me go through our um, Anne's bio before we get started and, and bring her on the line. Uh, Anne Day has had an eclectic career from leadership roles in the nonprofit sector to working in government on women's issues being the editor of a national parenting magazine to having her own consulting practice. Regardless of the role, her focus has always been on women and children. She has received numerous awards. Um, ah, I just lost my spot. Um, <laughs> she's... Uh, She's got lots of awards and all that exciting stuff. I'm just, I'm really excited to bring her on the line. But I, I, I'll just give you one more second here. Uh, in 2003, she started the award-winning Company of Women as a way, a way to support and connect women entrepreneurs. She's driven to help women succeed on their own terms. Today, there are six chapters and over 155 events are offered by this organization. For the past 15 years, thousands of women have benefited benefited from Company of Women, and I have to say, I am proudly one of them. Anne is also the author of six books focusing on women in business, a prolific blogger included in the Huffington Post. She's the editor editor of her local community newspaper, and giving back is important to her. She's served on several boards at local, national, and international levels. And this is the part I love the most. On the home front, she's married, has two adult daughters, a dog, and lives on a farm near Guelph. What a way to stay grounded with all of that other stuff to go on, Anne. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. It uh, A little bit of a bumpy start getting you on the line, but I am so glad that you're here with us and <laughs> we get to have this conversation. Yeah, I, I must admit that was a bit nerve-wracking. <laughs> <laughs> it gets better, don't worry. Yeah, I'm and, sure it does. <laughs> and I'm kind of glad that you have a nice long bio so that we had the time to make sure that you were in nice and nice and ready to go. <laughs> so, oh, I don't, there are so many things that I could talk to you about. So let's start with a little bit about who who you are and why Company of Women has become such a driving force in your life? Um, well, it didn't start off that way. I had um, a consulting practice at the time and I basically found it very isolating working at home and thought it would be great to meet some other like-minded women. And so I often joke that it wasn't really that altruistic. I just wanted to make some new friends. <laughs> and... <laughs> 
company of women was supposed to be a sideline to my consulting practice. But um, two years in, I had some health issues, and I decided you need to focus on what brings you the most joy, and that was company of women. And I've really, you know, so I packed up my consulting practice and focused my time on that. It's very rewarding in terms of seeing women who are maybe nervous about their business or not confident about what they're doing and seeing them blossom and grow. So um, I get a lot out of it. That's awesome. You know, you you could have had just a few girlfriends hanging out in your kitchen <laughs> and found that, that, that community. Yes, um, I could. <laughs> who, you know, a small group of girlfriends who stick together and support each other. Why was it important for you to build outward a little bit like that? Was it mainly just, was it mainly to grow your business or just to have your own support network? Um, A bit of both. I mean, I have made some wonderful uh, friends through doing this, but I also think I'm fortunate where I'm at. And so it's important to give back and to help others get ahead. And so that very much was part of my driving force. Um, the other part is I get bored easily. So <laughs> I would always think of something new to do <laughs> to alleviate the boredom. <laughs> so I think that's partly why I got bigger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, <clears throat> there was a really good question that I had on the tip of my tongue until about half a second ago. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, in the chat room, Christine says, let me guess, Anne doesn't do anything small. Um, <laughs> I, I might agree with that. Um, <laughs> well, I think part but, of it is, is you see opportunities. And then you sort of think, well, that would, be, that would be fun to do, or that could, you know, really help some women. So let's do that, and, and then they take off from there. So one so, of the sorry, things I that I you. no, that's okay. I noticed whether it was at one of the the local meetings or through your articles or anything like that. One thing I've noticed is that stories make a difference, and you share them all the time. You encourage other people to share their stories. What do you think it is that makes the sharing of stories so powerful to lift each other up? Well, often I think women feel they're the only ones that are feeling a certain way. And so hearing someone else share their story, you find out you're not alone and you're not the only one that has that sense of, uh, you know, maybe self-doubt or whatever. And so, And stories are memorable. You know, you can have someone stand in front of you and give all sorts of stats and figures but stories are something you remember because it's about people. And people are the part that's really important. Um, when I went and spoke at the House of Commons, all the people before me were talking about stats and this, that, the next thing. And then um, I came up and I said, well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and told them a whole bunch of stories. And I really think I was, you know, quite refreshing after all the other stuff that they've been hearing. No doubt. It's it does you can demonstrate the exact same point in a story or with a chart. <laughs> and you're right. Probably the story's yeah. more more interesting. 
I think they are. I think they are. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what it is that lights you up the most about Company of Women and the possibility of having this show to increase the 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 reach and the spectrum of what you're creating with Company of Women. I think part of it is I'm back to the you're not alone when you own. And although, quite frankly, I'm hoping we'll reach more than just business women. Um, but I think hearing from other people is what makes the difference. And one of the things that I've really enjoyed in the 15 years since I've been doing Company of Women is I've met some amazing women. And being on a radio show would broaden the reach of how we could reach out to people because not everybody can attend events or whatever. And so this would be one way to spread the word about how to stay focused because, you know, in terms of running your own business, um, it's not for the faint of heart. And a lot of people give up maybe too early or they wait too long (laughs) depending Mm -hmm. on how their business is going. And so hearing from other people, I think, is, is encouraging. You were asking me what was the best thing I like about doing Company of Women. Um, I love doing my conference, which is every year, but I also love connecting people. So I love it when I sort of introduce two people and you can see that some sort of synergy is happening and they go off and maybe do some business together. Uh, that's very rewarding. I feel like a matchmaker sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned in the in the um in the bio something about helping women succeed on their own terms. How do you help people define what those terms are? Because there's so much societal pressure, personal pressure, family pressure that can be placed on largely on a woman. I don't know how men seem to uh, let it slide off a little bit easier than women do, but how do you guide them to find what those terms are in the first place? Well, I think it's having honest conversations and having small groups of women talking about what it is they want out of life. Because so often our idea of success may be very different, say, from our partners or from our parents' And it's really stepping back and looking and seeing, okay, what what is it I want? So often for women, that gets lost in the shuffle. Shuffle, they're so busy trying to live up to somebody else's idea of success. And of course, you know, especially I think for younger women who've got young children, that's really hard because they want to be the good mother and they also want to have some success of their own. I mean, to me, success isn't about money. It's much broader than that. So it's, helping, it's having the conversations and helping women realize that this is what they want and it's important. And have you always had it, that as a guiding force in your life or did you have to come back to that somehow? Um, no, I think I've always had that. I, I My father, when I was growing up, was very much about giving back and he um, had this saying, sense of balance, which wasn't about work-life balance, but more about if you're fortunate, you have to help others bring others up. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's what we do at Company of Women. You know, we, we bring people up and help them succeed on their own terms on what they want to do. 
um, there's so much pressure too on people, I, you know, and that's too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I I think somewhere along the lines things got twisted between you know trying to put a little bit of pressure on somebody to uh, exceed their own expectations and to do the best for them into it getting twisted into some sort of ugly pressure, <laughs> for lack of a better yeah. term. I, I don't know what that is. Well, I think we got trapped into the sort of materialistic stuff of, you know, you have to have a bigger house and a bigger car and then all those sort of things. And really, you know, Christmas is a time when you realize the family is much more important and all of that. And that's the part that matters mm-hmm. and being together and, and supporting each other. Um, that's what counts. Although I realize people have got to put bread on the table and, and so forth, but um doesn't have to be champagne breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> True enough. And and it's there's the day to day beingness and then there are the the tougher times, the times when things completely fall apart. Um how how do, how have you found a way to work your way out of it? Like you always seem so uh, light and joyous, and I know that it hasn't always been that way. So, how did you get through that? And I know now that you are sort of that that beacon for others to get through it as well. Well, I think, um, you know, you, I know you're alluding to the fact that I have breast cancer twice, don't learn. Um, and I think part of it is, well, the first time around, I was in total denial. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this isn't going to happen to me. Uh, the second time around, yeah, you start to think, oh, I better start paying attention. But I think it's just, I've always been an optimist. And I've got stuff I want to do, and this is inconvenient, <laughs> but let's get on with it. <laughs> That's a great way of looking at it. Like the, whether it's in business or family or or personal things, it's you know okay. Well, it's not a great time. There never would be a great time for this. It is inconvenient, but let's go. I think yeah. that's a really important and. Um, much more ease enabling way to get people through it. Well, I'm not denying that it's a tough thing to go through. I, I'm not that mm-hmm. naive, but um, but I th- I do think your attitude makes a difference. Right. So, have you ever found someone who starts out not having that attitude? Oh that yeah. Some yeah. <laughs> I mean, my surgeon used to send me to meet with people after they'd first been diagnosed. Um, And there was one woman I remember I was really concerned about her. And actually, you know, kudos to the surgeon. He went around and visited her and had her admitted because she was clinically depressed. So I think, you know, it really depends on what, I don't know, your ability to be resilient, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. And the supports you have. I mean, I'm lucky. I have a you know support supportive partner and everything else. So, right. So we are 
ready on our first break. So we're going to take a break. We're going to sort of gather our wits about us. I'm going to think of some brilliant questions, hopefully. Um, <laughs> Over the break. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. You're listening to the Open Mic Spotlight here on Inspired Choices Network, and I'm having a fabulous conversation with our contest semifinalist, Ann Day, and we'll be right back after this short break. Do you have something inspiring to say? Would you like a taste of being one of our inspired hosts? Get on the air on the Inspired Choices Network Open Mic Spotlight Show. The Open Mic Spotlight Show is your time to shine and inspire our global audience. Shows air at 9 a.m. on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday each week. Claim your spot today. Simply contact our network owner at info at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Forget the days of five minutes of fame. Now you can have 55 minutes of fame. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You are listening to the Open Mic Spotlight Show here on Inspired Choices Network. To call in and ask questions, call 815-880-8255 in the U.S. 613-800-8736 in Canada or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Open Mic Spotlight here on Inspired Choices Network. I'm here with one of our contest semi-finalists, Anne Day, and we're talking about her proposed show, Company of Women. And uh, earlier in the show, we mentioned how Company of Women is sort of a it's a it's a much broader thing than just a radio show it's already been a, a, a an amazing organization since 2003 and it's built itself quite a um quite a platform already i would say so and in the chat room rena is asking she has a sense that you are an amazing storyteller I would like to tell her that she's correct, but she's saying, tell me a, tell me a story, Anne. <laughs> I know. I saw that, and I'm thinking, oh, gee. <laughs> I like to I know. share my stories, well, you know. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me maybe ask you for one in particular. There was a Company of Women event. I think it was maybe a Christmas event that I had attended with you, and you told the story about coming to Canada. Oh, okay. Um, in terms of how we came to Canada, or yeah, well, and just we came to Canada in 1975. My husband and I. We were in our early twenties. We didn't have jobs. 
but then, you know, when you're young, you think that doesn't matter. And um, we came on a Russian ship, which um, had a library, which I thought was great because I'm an avid reader, and it was all books on Karl Marx. I think they thought that, you know, we were a captive audience, literally. And so we came over on this Russian ship, and the staff who waited on us were also musicians and ballet dancers and goodness knows what. And in the evening, they would entertain us. So it was an amazing trip um, in that, uh, you know, we got to see a different a different side and it took us 10 days which was great because we had um, just emigrated been partying all the time saying goodbye to friends and we came into New York and then we took the train up from New York to Toronto and we hadn't really looked at my husband's um, papers but it said that he had been um, deported at some point they ticked the wrong box. Oh. And we were, I pictured myself going on to Toronto on my own and leaving him in Fort Erie. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we talked our way out of that <laughs> and uh, got ourselves to Toronto. And we found jobs fairly quickly. I mean, it's, you know, and that was it. Awesome. I'm so, sure that wasn't the story I shared, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just trying to, trying to imagine I've never... Uh, been in such a situation where everything is so new and so different and you're basically stepping onto new territory. How did you, how did you and your husband go about finding your footing? Because I'm sure that has an awful lot to do with being resilient in any aspect. I th- oh, I think it is. I mean, uh, you find actually if you do any research that a lot of immigrants actually have their own business because they've already taken the risk to lo- leave home or their home country. And so taking the next risk is not that difficult. And so my husband has his own business too. I think at first we we took jobs just to get the Canadian experience. If you could see me, I'd do the quotes. And we would, we, you know, we had to stick it out for about a year. And it was really tough because there were boring jobs. I mean, there were jobs way below what we had done in the UK, but you have to do that in order to get your badge of honor and move on. Um, I wrote home every week. I was homesick. I wrote home every week to my parents and my mother-in-law. Um, but we made, you know, we made friends and you know, we found some other British people and we would hang out with them. And then we got braver and made friends with Canadians. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> And now look at you. You're on a farm yeah. in Canada. Whatever would have possessed you. <laughs> oh, we said, I never checked whether this was a fantasy of my husband's, which it is. So I always tell young women, find out what your, you know, your partner really wants out of life. I love it here now. It was it was an adjustment, I have to say, when we first moved here. Right. And you're not that far from the city, too. So no. That's no. No. Yeah. So, thank you for that story. I knew that there was something <laughs> about that. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure that we will have many, many stories from you um, just looking at I didn't realize that you had actually published six books now. Yes. I thought you had two. 
Tell us oh, a little well, bit about the, about the uh, about all of them. Um, the first one was actually it was in 2005, and that was the year I um, ended up with cancer again. And it was kind of the, there's a funny story with that in that it was in being proofread, and my girlfriend was proofreading the book when and so when I came out of the surgery. She was there, and I was going, have you read the book yet? And then I'd drop off again. <laughs> have you read the book yet? Anyway, uh, that came out in 2005, and that was called Courage to Succeed. Um, the next book was when I actually wrote for a charity, and it raised over 20000 and it was called The Faces of Opportunity, and it was for Opportunity International, which was is a charity that gives loans to women in developing countries. And then um, I did my own book, my own story, and that was um, uh, Day by Day. And that was sort of my story of, you know, why I had, how I'd grown up and where I... I have lots of stories about the farm, actually, <laughs> and living on the farm. And um, then I did one called uh, One Red Lipstick, and it was stories of 24 women who had done all sorts of different things um, and sort of how, you know, on the outside, everybody looks as if everything's fine, but behind the scenes, all sorts of things are happening. And sometimes it's great to just share those stories. And then I did one, um, the one we've just done is called Good Enough. And uh, it's, uh, that that took us three years to write. I wrote that with Amy Vodorek and we talked to and connected with over 350 women about why they didn't feel good enough. And so that was much more in-depth and, and um, that's just come out and we have a workbook that's just coming out. So that's it. Wow. So the whole supporting of women and children runs extremely deep in you. Yes. Yes. Like I, really I, I knew it was yeah. important, but holy cow. Yeah, no, I mean I've um I've always, you know, I I ran a, the women's center in in Oakville. I helped start the parent child center. Um I worked on women's issues at the government. And then um I was the editor at today's parent magazine. So, yeah. Uh, most of my career has been on women and children. And even in the UK, I was in HR, so it's always been about people. Wow. And Christine in the in the chat room is saying, you make writing books sound so easeful. Is it true? <laughs> no. Well, the last one was, you know, the last one took us a long time because we, we do these interviews and then we'd say, oh, my goodness, because people were really open and honest with us. And so it was we wanted to respect what they were sharing with us and try to put it in some sort of order. And we also wanted to come up with ways to help women combat uh, not feeling good enough because it's pretty epidemic. So, um, no, it's not. I mean, the one I did on day by day was all my blogs, and that was easy because I'd already written them. I just had to put them in oh, some right. sort of order. Right. So the last one, Good Enough, sort of piques my curiosity with that number of women were there common threads were there were there common things that we all feel so insecure about um overwhelmed feeling totally overwhelmed and this drive to be perfect um feeling judged 
But actually, when you ask who judges, it's we judge ourselves. We're our own worst enemy in terms of doing that. And I think as women, we try to please everyone all the time. And that doesn't necessarily work too well. So those were some of the themes. I mean, also sort of what happens in your childhood can make a difference or what happens in your life. You know, if you go through a divorce, you may have been doing fine or you've got a parent that gets sick. That's just one too many things Mm. that can push you over the edge. Right. And another thing that I've... uh, (laughs) Another thing that I've learned from you is that keeping your head and keeping your sense of humor is incredibly important through all of that. And it does get you to that point where you do realize that, you know, sure, I may not be quite good enough to whatever standard it is that I'm comparing good enough to, um, and just going about your business anyway. Yeah, no, I I found um, having a, a great sense of humor is what gets you through a lot of this stuff. I mean, I remember when I uh, was diagnosed the second time, I wanted to tell the women at Company of Women because I wanted them to go for a mammogram. And so I stood up and I said to this crowd, you know, I'm making a clean breast of this. I want to be up front. And all, I made all sorts of mm-hmm. jokes. <laughs> now, I have to say, some people laughed and some people cried because they were worried for me. But right. at the end of the day, you, if you can't find some humor in something, it's tough then. It can overcome, you know, it can overwhelm you. Right. It just sort of uh, makes it even a bigger thing than it may have yeah. had to be. Yeah. Makes sense. Excellent. We're up for our next break already, Anne. So wow. we're going to go take a breath, and uh, you're listening to the Open Mic Spotlight here on Inspired Choices Network with Anne Day today. Uh, we will be right back after this short break. Do you have something inspiring to say? Would you like a taste of being one of our inspired hosts? Get on the air on the Inspired Choices Network Open Mic Spotlight Show. The Open Mic Spotlight Show is your time to shine and inspire our global audience. Shows air at 9 a.m. on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday each week. Claim your spot today. Simply contact our network owner at info at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Forget the days of five minutes of fame. Now you can have 55 minutes of fame. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You are listening to the Open Mic Spotlight Show here on Inspired Choices Network. To call in and ask questions, call 815-880-8255 in the U.S., 
613-800-8736 in Canada or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Open Mic Spotlight here on Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Carol Glover, and we are here today with Anne Day talking about her proposed show, uh, Company of Women, and having a um, lovely conversation, I think. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk <laughs> a little bit more about about you. What mm-hmm. is, this is going to be like, the job interview kind of portion of the show, oh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let's have a little bit of fun with it. Tell me the craziest thing you've ever done. Craziest thing? Probably doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that crazy a type of person. You know, I'm pretty measured. <laughs> I can't think of anything, you know... I well, think, I think agreeing to get this farm. I mean, I was talking earlier about uh, some of the stories from here, and I remember we were renovating, and um, I was uh, sitting on the john and looking down. And here's this eastern milk snake slithering towards me, <laughs> and I tell you that was the quickest time I pulled my pants up. I went outside to my husband. I said, there's a snake in the bathroom. And he uh, said, oh, where's the camera? (laughs) (laughs) I was going, "Uh, this is the Kodak moment. I want this thing gone. (laughs) And I'm never going back in there. You have to build me another one. (laughs) Exactly. I think for two weeks I didn't use that washer. I I think a lot of times, no, you know what, I think what it is, is a lot of times what I think is crazy or what a lot of people would think is crazy is either normal or just something you choose to do that other people wouldn't have the nerve to do. So leaving your home country and coming to Canada on a Russian boat of all things, to me that would be crazy. Right. So all of these things are may just seem so normal to you. Well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> and then, if it was such a crazy stretch for you to to jump on this uh, this contest ride that we're on, what made you actually go for it? Well, I I debated it. I debated it for quite a while, and then it kept coming back, and then I kept thinking, this is the year to take a risk. Um, I think because I want to share some of the stories of the women that I have seen and um, and met, and I think there's a role to play in putting on the radio and show and doing all that sort of thing. And so, I mean, it wouldn't just be about business as such, it would be more about inspiration and it would be, you know, I've, certainly what I've learned from doing good enough is that it, you, we have to deal with women's confidence level and how to boost that. And also looking after ourselves. I mean, self-care is really important. Mm-hmm. And how do you do that self-care for yourself? What sort mm-hmm. of things recharge you? <laughs> 
sitting reading a book that doesn't necessarily uh i i also work out twice a week i have a trainer um i go for reflexology i i to me though sometimes it's just spending time with friends you know and having a right. good laugh mm-hmm. awesome and how will you know when you've made a difference Well, that's a good question because a lot of people don't come back and tell you, <laughs> but some people do. I think you can just visually see that somebody's looking so much better than they did before or they're getting ahead in their business or, um, I don't know, I, I just instinctively, I guess, or I, I, I'm pretty intuitive about people, so. Right. Cool. And who knows, you may never know. Well, exactly, exactly. Um, Does it matter um, to you? No, I really like it when people do thank me, but (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) note to audience. (laughs) But um, no, we may not ever know. And really, I think it's more how you feel about yourself, whether you feel you've done something that's made a difference for somebody else. Uh, it matters more than relying on other people for your own self-esteem. Right. Cool. So, what do you what do you get out of it? If there, um, if, if no, if no one gives you feedback or anything else, what do you? What is it that keeps you doing this? Because I, I guess because I know deep down that I think we're making a difference and I do think that just bringing women together, um, a lot of people have formed, you know, lifelong friendships through Company of Women and that in itself is rewarding. Um, so I, I get, you know, I get a buzz out of that. I get a buzz out of seeing people doing well and maybe changing direction, but it's the right direction. So I like to call those refined directions. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So do you, do you have any guiding words or mantras for your life right now? Is there anything that you do or say to yourself to keep you going? Well, I have this practice every year of coming up with three words that I'm going to guide my year by. Mm-hmm. So my words for for 2018 are growth because I really want to see us deepen what we're offering at Company of Women, but it's also personal growth. So I'm I'm taking this leadership program. I'm reading all things leadership because I feel that. I need to know more to be at the helm of this organization. And the other two words are gratitude because I'm really fortunate and I want to remember that and be grateful for what I have and not, you know, be disgruntled or whatever. And then the third one is grounded. And that's because I've seen so many people be successful and it goes to their head and suddenly they're totally different. And I want to be um, remind myself I'm the Scottish lassie that came to Canada and not forget my roots. Right. What is it so important 
or what's so important about us keeping those keeping grounded? What is it that I don't know? There's something that it's like. Well, why do I need that if I want to grow and keep moving and all of that stuff? What what's this whole grounded thing? Um. What was that? Um, I think grounded is just more, sometimes people can start to believe their own publicity and get too big for their boots or, and I, I like, you know, I'm pretty down to earth and I want to stay that way. I don't want to get sort of mm-hmm. highfalutin. <laughs> and uh, I just have to keep reminding myself that because sometimes your ego can get in the way. You know, I've accepted to do things based on my ego and afterwards I think oh, why did you say yes so mm. I, I want to listen to that right let's talk about that ego thing for a little bit because <laughs> there's something too about having the the confidence like what's the difference between that egotistical sort of way of being and just being confident and okay with saying yes I'm really good at this or yes I can do this I can do whatever I think part of the ego thing is being flattered and, and you sort of think, oh, that would be, you know, I chaired several things and I thought afterwards I really shouldn't have done that um, because whatever I like to do, I like to do it well and have a passion for it. And sometimes I've done things where I felt, well, that looks good on paper. <laughs> and <laughs> that's, you know, I, you know and, and then I think afterwards I shouldn't have done that. I, you know, whereas, yeah, I am confident. I, I know that. Uh, in most things, except technology. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, so it's knowing, you know, I guess it's knowing yourself. I think self-awareness is really crucial. And knowing, we've all got our sort of Achilles heel, but it's knowing what they are and paying attention when that sucks you in. Hmm, interesting. I like that being aware of the Achilles heel. Cool. Yeah. So we're almost due for a break, but I'm so tempted to ask you for another story. Um, <laughs> maybe what I'll do is I'll just ask you a couple more light and airy questions for now, and then you can think about another story <laughs> on the break. <laughs> Aside from today, when was the last time you felt really super uncomfortable? <laughs> and what <laughs> what did you do about it? Oh, I, actually, I can answer that. And I, I can almost answer it with a story. Because one of the things when we wrote the Good Enough book was we, we put stuff about ourselves in it. Because we thought it's not fair to make them think that we're so perfect. But, you know, we think we are, you know, better than they are. And so I don't have a degree. And... Um, most people think I do. And so I was at this event where I was sitting at the head table and everybody was talking about where they went to university and what they did. And I was just going, oh, my God, what am I going to say? Because I didn't want to let that guard down. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, the conversation suddenly just changed about two people before me. <laughs> so relieved. <laughs> but I was actually ready to say that I had a degree in BS because I thought, that's, you know, <laughs> like life. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you know, 
we're all very aware of different things. And I think that certainly in North America, people are much more hung up on, you know, qualifications and your degrees and this, that, the next thing. I mean, it hasn't mm-hmm. held me back except in my head, maybe. Right. So. Isn't it funny the way we do that to ourselves? Yes. Yeah. That's kind of one good thing that I see about these, the the times, the way they're changing now and the new generations coming up. It's like they don't, that doesn't seem to be as much of a concern for them anymore. Well, I said I found living in the countries like that, that people don't actually care what you do. They just want to know you as a person. So they don't care if you're, you know, an engineer or you have your own business or whatever. In fact, they rarely ask you what you do. They're much more interested in getting to know you, the person, which is refreshing. Very refreshing. Wow. How does the conversation (laughs) even start then? (laughs) If you don't start it with what do you do? Well, certainly that's what I found. There might be a bit of influx of people wanting to move to the country. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and we're up for our next break, or our last break, actually, of the hour. So uh, think about a really good story that'll sort of bring home this whole concept of uh, company of women and what you want the show to be. No small order there, I bet. Um, <laughs> while we're on break, you can do that. Uh, you're listening to the Open Mic Spotlight here on Inspired Choices Network, and we're speaking with Anne Day today. We'll be right back. Okay. Do you have mm. something inspiring to say? Would you like a taste of being one of our inspired hosts? Get on the air on the Inspired Choices Network Open Mic Spotlight Show. The Open Mic Spotlight Show is your time to shine and inspire our global audience. Shows air at 9 a.m. on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday each week. Claim your spot today. Simply contact our network owner at info at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Forget the days of five minutes of fame. Now you can have 55 minutes of fame. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You are listening to the Open Mic Spotlight Show here on Inspired Choices Network. To call in and ask questions, call 815-880-8255 in the U.S. 613-800-8736 613-800-8736 in Canada or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Open Mic Spotlight here on Inspired Choices Network. We are here today with Anne Day, one of our contest semi-finalists. 
And we are talking about her proposed show, Company of Women, getting to know her a little better and having a little bit of fun. Um, and before I let you go, since we're down to the last few minutes and I usually run myself short because that's just the way I do <laughs> things, uh, what are some of the best ways for people to reach out to you? Um, probably by email, which is Anne with an E day at companyofwomen.ca. Uh, that's really the best way to reach me. Awesome. Or check out and our website, which is companywomen.ca. <laughs> yeah, I just looked at it before the show, and it's got a whole new look to it, and it's beautiful. Yeah, my daughter did it, um, and I think she did a great job. A bit biased, but she did do a great job. We we totally <laughs> rebranded in September, Um and we've come up with three pillars of what we want to do. One is business development, which we've always been doing. But we've actually labeled the second one personal development because, again, from doing good enough, I realize if you don't have the confidence, you can't grow. And so we want to spend time growing the women, if you like, and giving them the confidence to succeed. And the third one is uh, leadership. Um, that's not for everyone, but I, uh, you know, as le- women business owners, certainly, we are leaders in our own way. We just don't often see it that way. And giving right. us the tools to, to forge ahead. Right. And there's something in there, too, about leading our own lives. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a ton of followers, followers, but you're also not following someone else's idea of what your life should be. Well, yes. And I mean, that's actually why we came up with the slogan, success on your own terms, because I think that's crucial um, mm-hmm. in order to succeed in what you want to do. It's maybe lower your expectations of what success right. is. Right. So um, before the break, I asked you to think of a story to tell us that sort of summed up the way things, the, the way you want Company of Women to to be or some of the greater messages in it. Have you come up with anything? I Well, I thought of one story that illustrates how we can help each other. When I worked in government, I worked on getting women into the skilled trades. And so when I started Company of Women, one of the things I supported was giving scholarships to women who were in school, skilled trades. And one of the women who got the scholarship went on to start her own business. In fact, she used the money I gave her to start her business. She then went on to um, be on Dragon's Den, and somebody else from Company of Women coached her before she got on Dragon's Den. She, um, got a, she got money, and then when she was interviewed by the Toronto Star, she was asked who had helped her the most, and she said, we did. And so we got a front cover page on the small business section of the Toronto Star. And really, that's kind of what it's all about. You have to give. Uh, I, I'm more into giving than people that just take all the time. And so mm-hmm. when you give, it comes back to you. And that's and it's women helping women. And so that's what I really like. Wow. <laughs> oh, in the chat rooms, Christine's saying the story makes her cry. <laughs> Oh well, <laughs> I'm I'm fairly certain that it's tears of joy and awesome. <laughs> and and I I have to say that that was the sense that I got from the entire time that I was with Company of Women, and 
actually kind of miss um, not having that because at the moment I'm sort of focused in a very male-dominated industry and that doesn't really seem to um, uh, be as important, I guess. It's more of an assumed thing than an effort thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think... uh, we usually say company women is not transactional. It's about relationship building. And I think that's what's important. You, you do business with people you like and trust. And that doesn't happen overnight. So I find that people who come to our events and hand out all their cards, they're not going to get very far unless they, you know, really make right. an effort and get to know each other. Yeah, it for me it really was more about the the friendships and camaraderie and uh just uplifting each other even if it was yeah. just at a at an event where it's supposed to be business sharing minded uh just having that conversation with the person beside you and making a difference there either exactly either having it you know the difference in myself or the difference with the other person or both it's really awesome so any final thoughts? We've got our last minute and a half. Any final thoughts of anything that you want to uh, to say to be sure that we get the whole concept uh, of you? I just think it would be really exciting to do the show. Um, I can think I've already been thinking about who I'd have on and and the stories that they would share, and I. I'd like to think it would attract a different group or another group to to the network, and uh, so I hope it happens. Yeah. <laughs> I I would really like to see your reach go beyond the the local chapters into being more of a um, almost like a global community of women. Yeah. So that yeah, would be. I mean, Pretty fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for for being with us and spending the time and sharing your story so far with us. I really hope that we get the opportunity to hear more, not just of your own stories, but of other women's stories. And please, if you're listening to the show, make sure you tell Anne how much you enjoyed the show or... (laughs) Go go see her website and, <laughs> and find out more. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Anne. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Open Mic Spotlight Radio Show. We will be here Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, continue to create you with joy and inspiration.